I'm glad for the comforter. I want to say this, probably, and I, and I believe and I appreciate holiness living, don't you? I appreciate good holiness standards that we live by according to the Word of God, not something we made up, but what the Bible teaches. But I'm afraid in a lot of the independent holiness churches that there's people that completely live by the shout and the emotion and then when something comes along, what we call a tragic, or something comes along, what, what this family's facing, somebody dying quick like that, a lot of them backslide, and they, and they wind up going back into the world because they live by the shout. Listen, I, I appreciate when the Lord shouts us. That's good. Not got no, nothing against that. Uh, amen. I know there's... But I, you better not live by that shout. Because I'm telling you, there's sometimes that shout's not there. And that's when you're walking by faith and not by sight. And you're not walking by how you're feeling. Amen. Come on, praise the Lord. And that's when the comforter, uh, when, when he started preaching, I, I had to look this up. And I just want to read just a little bit of it. But you know, I, I grew up in a pastor's home. Uh, my dad was a preacher, pastored 42 years at one place, pioneered a church. And uh, so I grew up in a preacher's home, you know. But I can remember my old daddy getting up, and I can remember him leading this song at church. I can remember it from when I was a kid. And it's, in page, it's page 406, and a lot of the holiness churches don't even know that this is in there. But he said, Oh, spread the tidings round wherever man is found, wherever human hearts and human woes abound. Let every Christian tongue proclaim the joyful sound. The Comforter has come. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I like that, don't you? I can't even think it's been so long since I heard it. I don't even know if I can get the tune in my head of how it goes. But I got to reading these words. The long, long night is past. The morning breaks at last. And hush the dreadful swell and fury of the blast. As o'er the golden hills, the day advances fast. The comforter has come. Amen. Hallelujah. I like that last verse says, Sing till the echoes fly above the vaulted sky. And all the saints above to all below reply. In strains of endless love, the song that ne'er will die. The Comforter has come. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. You know, I've heard people in the, I guess what you might call the holiness ranks, talk about singing the Holy Ghost down. Preaching the Holy Ghost. No, 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 friend. The Holy Ghost is here. Hallelujah. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for us, but the Holy Ghost is here. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, son. We don't have to sing him down or preach him down. He's already here. Praise the Lord. Amen. I, I'm telling you, the Lord good to us. Well, I tell you, that's... <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Don't you love him this morning? Through everything, though, hadn't God been good to us? The Lord's been good to us.
a week ago yesterday, I was out on my porch, and uh, Sister Kay, I don't think, was there. She'd run an errand somewhere, and I was out on my porch, and since I'd had this shoulder surgery, they had had me doing some exercises with a pulley, and I was out there, you know, working it, trying to get the shoulder loosened up, and my phone rang, and it was Brother Clyde Anderson. And he and I talked for 55 minutes out there on the porch. And we got to talking about Brother Eugene Smith and my daddy. How that my dad was a healthy man for 72 years. Never sick a day in his life. Hardly ever sick. Don't ever remember him being sick. Seen great miracles in his ministry. And when I'm saying miracles, I, I, I'm talking uh, deaf ears opened. I'm talking the cripple walking. And I'm talking in two different occasions, people dying and coming back to life. He's seen those during his time. But yet, at age 72, all of a sudden, he come down with lymphoma cancer. And in eight months' time, I watched as he suffered. And I watched as the last five weeks of his life he spent in that bed. And it was a terrible thing to have to watch. But then we got to talking about Brother Smith, how he preached here on a Wednesday night. And I believe I've got that tape at home they sent me on how to have faith on that Wednesday night. And then the next night he went home to be with the Lord very quickly. And me and Brother Anderson was talking just a week ago. We don't get to choose how we leave here. We don't know what lies ahead of us as far I'm, I'm talking about if we go by the way of the grave. We're looking for the Lord to come back anytime. I'd like to be a part of them, that bunch that's alive and remain. Amen. But it, whether we, we don't know that we're ever going to get that. Uh, we liable to go by the way of the grave. And me and him was talking about that. How them two different men. And then yet the Lord. He just laid back on his bed. And just went on home to be with the Lord. Hallelujah. So whether you have to go through suffering. Or whether he takes you real quick. The main thing is to be ready to go. Romans 8.18 says it this way. For I reckon. That the sufferings of this present time. Are not worthy to be compared with the glory. Which shall be revealed in us. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I'm telling you something. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I had such a friend as Brother Clyde Anderson that would call me and that would talk to me. And that one time in this pulpit right here, I got up to preach like I'm fixing to right now. And I mentioned something about being a shallow preacher. And after I got through preaching, Brother Clyde got me right here. And he said, Brother Roper, did the Holy Ghost give you that message? I said, yes, sir. He said, do you think the Holy Ghost is shallow? <laughs> I never have got up and said I'm a shallow preacher anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Precious memories. How they linger. How they ever flood our soul. 
I'm glad for that, aren't you? I'm going to try to get through this, but I want you to start out. I want to start out with the book of Job. I, I agree with Brother Joey. He said something last night that to me was just profound, that, that God has a plan and purpose for everything. We already had this meeting planned, and then all this happened, you know. God took Brother Anderson home Sunday night, and uh, but they still wanted to go on with this meeting. Now, before this ever happened, God had done laid this message on my heart. So I've got some things that I need to share with you, and we don't want to bring any pain, no more pain, but I'm telling you, God has everything. He puts everything together. And God's got a reason for everything. Now, last night, I feel like it was my night that uh, I'm glad them hornets got after them giants I've been a fighting. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I said, I'm glad Brother Finn Cannon's a forgiving man. I preached a revival for him. He took me out there to show me his bees, and I turned my back on him and run. <laughs> Come on. Amen. Don't swat at him, Brother Roper. But, man, I was a swatting and running at the same time. I turned my back on him. So you know what I did? I sat in his office and I watched him the rest of the week. Amen. As he dealt with him beat. I'd stay there doing I'd watch him. He'd put on his little outfit. Try to get me to put on one of them outfits. But I wouldn't put one of them outfits on. I just wasn't going out there. Amen. Leave that to the professionals. Amen. I think Brother Chambers done some bees at one time, didn't he? Amen. Praise God. But I, I mean that. Last night... I feel like God done something for me. Because in the last four months, this accident that I had, I have dealt with things and faced things the devil has battled me with that it never has battled me with. How many of you know he's offering everything that's got a name? He's trying to get me and you to quit and turn around. And I've battled. I've never have had any trouble with anxiety or nerves in all my life. Till after this accident. And that devil's battled my mind. But last night I feel like, hey man, that giant. <laughs> I feel like I'm looking at his back now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I appreciate the Lord for that. And then that great message about the Holy Ghost. Thank you, brother. Looking forward to tonight, tomorrow, if the Lord allows it. Job chapter 3. I'm going to read verses 13 through 17. It's like Brother Finn Cannon said, it's just hard to condense it down. We can't just read it all for time's sake. And, uh, and then I'm going to go to the book of Matthew, chapter 13. But you Bible readers know what Job is writing here. And I guess as we heard the great doctrinal message about the Holy Ghost... That I'm thankful that God allowed these writers sometime to write about their personal things that they were going through. Come on, I, I'm glad the Lord let them do that. You know why I believe He let them do that? Because He knew one day me and you was going to go through some things. Amen. And sometimes it does us good to read what somebody else is going through. So Job is really, in this chapter 3... The Bible uses the phrase that he's cursing the day that he was born. But this is what he said in verse 13. 
For now should I have lain still and been quiet, I should have slept then had I been at rest. He's talking about the grave. With kings and counselors of the earth, which built desolate places for themselves, or with princes that had gold, who filled their houses with silver, or as a hidden untimely birth, I had not been, as infants which never saw light. And in referring to that grave, he makes a statement right here. He said, There the wicked cease from troubling, and there the weary be at rest. Now, I don't know about all of y'all, but that old enemy's been a troubling me lately. How about you? That wicked one, has he been causing y'all any trouble lately? If he's not, you better check up. Come on. Some of the, I'd have never made a good charismatic. You know what the charismatics say? Oh, you don't have any problems, just have faith. Well, I believe in having faith, but I'm going to tell you something. That old devil causes us a lot of problems sometimes. And that's when you really have to have faith. Amen. Praise the Lord. Look at with me in Matthew chapter 13. I'm going to give you time to turn there. Matthew chapter 13. One fellow said this way, he said, the devil don't ever bother him. And another one said, maybe there ain't nothing to bother. I believe if you're really saved, I'm talking about genuinely born again, serving God, sanctified, working for God, filled with the Holy Ghost, that devil's going to try to bother you. That's the ones he's going to try to bother. Matthew chapter 13, verse 47, 48, 49, and 50. Matthew chapter 13, verse 47 through 50. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when it was full they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into vessels but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Hallelujah. I want us to go to the Lord in prayer. I'm just going to simply take it out of that first text I read. And I want to preach on the day when the wicked shall cease their troubling. Hallelujah. We sing a song sometimes that says, what a day that will be. Come on, hallelujah. He may be troubling us right now, but there's coming a day when the wicked is going to cease their troubling. Would you pray with me and ask the Lord to help us, Holy Father? I realize, God, just exactly how much I need you today. 
Lord, I pray, God, through this message, Lord, through the remainder of this service, God, that you'd reach down inside the heart of every individual. And God, that you'd move in a great and mighty way. God, that you'd touch hearts and you'd encourage those, God, that are going through a troubling time right now. I'm asking you, Lord, to move upon each and every one, God, the way you know how. And God, that you would speak and that that great comforter, Woo, the Holy Ghost uh, would come and comfort a troubled heart right now, oh God. Lord, we praise you and we give you glory and we give you honor for all that you have done and all that you are going to do. For it's in the wonderful and lovely name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody can say amen, amen, amen. You can be seated if you want to be this morning. I guess it's kind of fitting, amen, for Job to write this in chapter 4 and verse 14 and verse 1. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble, amen. I, I, I mean, when you get to looking at this and you wonder why, I said, boy, that's, that's one of the greatest one-word questions there are. Why? Why is this happening? Why am I going through this? Why did all this happen right now? Well, I, I thought about what it says in Job, you know, where we read, amen, and then in Job chapter 1 and chapter 2 it says it, amen, where the Lord said this to the devil. He said, have you considered my servant Job? Amen. Hey, sometimes we may wonder about the afflictions. We may wonder why we're going through this. Amen. We know that our God is a healer. I know that, don't you? How many of you still believe in the atonement of the blood? Hallelujah. How many of you still believe in the anointing with all? Glory to God. Do you still believe in laying hands on the sick and they shall recover? Amen. We see that and we've witnessed that but yet there are times when afflictions come our way that we don't understand. Amen. There are times when things happen to us that we cannot wonder, we can't figure out what's going on. But I thought about a message I heard several years ago. Excuse me, I never have heard it quite like this, but he read over there in Job chapter 1 and chapter 2 where the Lord said to the devil, Have you considered my servant Job? And you know what that man preached on that day? He preached on God has faith in you. Hallelujah. Amen. I thought, my, my, my. I know we're to have faith in God, but are we living such a life that God's got enough faith in you? Hallelujah. That even though that devil may come by and may afflict you, amen, and you're still going to hold on to God, hallelujah you're still going to serve God amen, let me tell you something it's not hard to serve God and live for Him when you're on the mountaintop but I'm telling you when you get in that valley and when you go in that low place and when it seems like everything's turned against you, I'm glad there's still a comforter hallelujah, I'm glad to know amen, even though He may be troubling me right now, there's coming a day it's going to end, amen Man. Oh yeah. Hallelujah. Psalms 46 and 1 says, God is our refuge and strength. He's a very present help in trouble. Hallelujah. Come on, glory to God. When that old devil does trouble me, brother, I'm glad I've got a God that'll be right there with me. I'm glad I've got a God that'll stay right there with me. I'm glad he's a very present help. Amen. Even when the wicked one troubles me. Amen. Oh, listen, beloved. I thought Brother Ben Cannon was going to read on, but he stopped. Amen. 
I've got it wrote down here if you want to see it. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Hallelujah. Verse 7 says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency and power may be of God and not of us. I got that wrote down. Amen. And you, you stopped right there, and I was glad. Amen. Because let me read the part I had. He said, We are troubled on every side. Come on. Hallelujah. God let the Apostle Paul write something down about himself. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad for that this morning? Uh, There's coming a day when the wicked one will cease his troubling. Amen. You say, Brother David, I'm troubled right now. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Jesus looked at his disciples one day. And to me, one of the greatest comforts that I take, and I promise you in the last five months, especially, amen, for about three weeks there when I was so sick, amen, and it seemed like that enemy was battling my mind, Brother Branch. It seemed like everything, I couldn't get no release, couldn't get no hardly anything, couldn't get my mind, you know, my mind was getting all bobbled up and everything, but I, I would get up sometime, I, you know, would be in that recliner, couldn't sleep in a bed for over five weeks and was sleeping in that lift chair recliner and, and there'd be times in the middle of the night I, I'd be strapped in with that thing you know they wouldn't let me move it for three weeks because it was so bad and felt like I was in a straight jacket and my nerves was all over the place come on now you know, maybe y'all ain't never had your nerves bother you before but my nerves was all over the place and, and you know what I'd do amen I'd get up out of that chair at three o'clock in the morning I'd walk out there and up and down my gravel road in front of my trailer and I'd just look up and I'd pray Hallelujah. I'd say, God, I know you're going to help me. Hallelujah. I'd be so sick, but you know what? The Lord would come by and ease it up. Hallelujah. Come on, glory to God. That old devil was troubling me and battling me. But thank God, amen, that there's going to come a day when the wicked will cease their troubling. Amen. We're troubled on every side. Why did God allow the Apostle Paul, to write this right here. He said in chapter 11 of 2 Corinthians and verse 24, this really has nothing to do with maybe what you call doctrinal truth. It's just God letting Paul write about something he went through. He said of the Jews five times, amen, listen to this, received I 40 stripes, save one. He said, thrice was I beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Listen to these things. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and day I've been in the deep. In journeyings often. In perils of waters. That's danger. In perils of robbers. In perils by my own countrymen. In perils by the heathen. In perils in the city. In perils in the wilderness. In perils in the, in the, among false brethren. In weariness and painfulness. In watchings often. In hunger and thirst. In Fasting's often and cold and nakedness. He said, and beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of the churches. Come on, amen. I mean, boy, why did God allow Paul to write about all the things that he had been through? Let me tell you something, beloved. That old wicked one is going to trouble us. He's going to try to trouble your mind. He'll try to trouble you and get you to turn away from God. But I come to tell you, hold on, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I come to tell you, hold on a little longer. There's coming a day when it's going to end. Amen. It's going to come to an end. And he's going to take, he's going to do away with the wicked. And he's going to take care of the just. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, the Bible says it rains on the just and on the unjust. But the Bible also says, brother, that the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And that's what I've been living by quite a few years. Amen. But especially the last few months I've been living by that. Because there's times, Brother David, when I when I think about why would God, amen, allow the devil to afflict me. Come on. Amen. Somebody says, oh, there's no way I'd ever ask that question. Amen. Have you considered my servant Job? Come on. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Amen. I thank God the Bible says, amen, that we can glory in infirmities. Come on, hallelujah. Amen. You might think it's a little selfish and a little funny. I don't know, but and I, I don't know a whole lot. I've got one of them what they call smartphones, and it's smarter than I am. And I figured out, my wife usually has to tell me how to use it. But I was out there on the porch the other day, and, and, I, and I got that arm way up, you know, with that help. That's about as far as I can get it on my own. But praise God, three weeks ago I couldn't do that. Amen. But I got that thing way up there. And you know what I did? Out on that porch, I just threw it up there and began to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I took a picture, amen. What do they call it? A selfie? I took a picture with my hand in the air. And I said, praise God, it feels good to lift my hands up again. Come on. I sent it to a few folks, amen. Come on here, church. Glory to God. Yeah, that old devil been a troubling me, but oh, let me tell you, I'm glad I can praise him again. I might get in a little therapy here this morning. Come on. Hallelujah. How many of you can lift your hands and praise Him? I said you can lift your hands and praise Him. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. I had to go out there and walk up that gravel road more than once. Because I had four days where I told God, I said, God, if you're through with me, I'm ready to go because I thought I was dying. That's how sick I was. I said, God, if you're through with me, I'm ready. I even got so down, I told my wife, I said, you'd be better off without me right now. Come on, (laughs) amen. I told my wife that. huh? And I don't, you know, God left me here. I come to tell you the wicked's going to cease their troubling. I know you've been troubled. This church has been through it. But it ain't just this church. There's other people being troubled. But why did he tell those disciples in John 14? Let not your heart be troubled. He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. We was at church Sunday night. I told him, I said, I don't know how in the world I do it. That old enemy's been a trouble in our little old church with sicknesses and everything. I said, we had 44 on Easter Sunday 
morning, and on Sunday night we had eight. I said, how you lose 36 people, amen, between Sunday morning and Sunday night? I can't figure that one out. I really can't, amen. But anyway, that's what happened. But you know, on Sunday night at our church, amen, after they got through doing their singing, and Brother David, I got up there to preach, and I said, you know, I got a song on my heart. Hallelujah. I said, I hadn't done it very much, but we're going to practice through it. I sang it for a while to the piano player, what they call, they found me. That's because I don't think there's a key that fits this voice, so they had to find me. They had to make up one, but you know what I got to singing? I got to singing that song that says, Somewhere just beyond the Jordan River, there's a place of everlasting joy and peace where the tree of life is blooming there forever and a crowd of life is waiting there for me. Hallelujah. That chorus says, That sounds like home to me right where I long to be. Amen. There'll be no tears to dim our eyes again. The hills will echo with the story as we sing of His grace and glory where the saints of God will be. That sounds like home to me. Amen. I got to that verse and I started singing it and I went all to pieces. And I said, let me try that again. I tried to sing that other verse again and I went all to pieces. I said, well, let me try it a third time. They say that there are mansions in that city. A crystal river flowing by the tree of life. No pain or disappointments there to hurt us. For Jesus Christ himself will be the light. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm telling you. I know that wicked one been a troubling you. He was troubling old Job about the grave. I wish I wouldn't even have been born. Amen. But oh, I'm glad Job got a hold of it a little down the way. He said, no, he slay me. I'm going to trust him. He said, I know my Redeemer liveth. Hallelujah. I know I'm going to see him one day. Glory to God. How many of you know the wicked one will see his traveling one day I don't know what he's troubling all of you over but his day's coming to an end there be times I'd be talking to Brother Clyde and I'd hear his breath he'd give out a breath Brother Clyde's really I know he's been going and preaching, but he's really been suffering a long time. He really has. And I don't know if you've never had lung problems. I've had part of my left one taken out. I went and preached at a little old Baptist church one time and told them they had to take part of that left lung out in 05. And she said, my Lord, why'd you preach like before they took it out? Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> They wasn't used to our style of preaching, hollering and everything, you know. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. But I don't change where I preach. I just preach the way I do. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. But, but, you know, all that suffering's gone now for Brother Clyde. The devil will never trouble him again. So you see, really, if God does tarry his coming and some of us go by the way of the grave, Hallelujah. I read in my Bible, and I ain't going to debate it with nobody. 
I don't even think i got to look it up, and I'm not a very smart person. But I think the Holy Ghost is deep enough to let me know to be absent from this body. Amen. Is to be present with the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. What did you say? Self-explanatory. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. I ain't telling you I got all the Bible figured out, but I believe I got that one figured out. I said there ain't nothing better to me. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Than to lay yourself down and close your eyes on this side and wake up in glory. Hallelujah. Where the wicked one will never touch you again. Why would I want to backslide on God and quit on Him now? That devil may be troubling us. He's troubling our little old church back home. Come on, He is. But hey, that's what He does. You know, my brother Bobby, since I've been back, since I've last time I've been here, my older brother Bobby went home to be with the Lord. Only 68 years old. Huh? But I'm going to tell you something, friend. Amen. That old Bobby, he used to, he, he was an unusual fella. <laughs> hey, some people, you know, I, I mean, Bobby was just one of them people. You, if you couldn't love him, you couldn't love nobody. He might aggravate you sometimes because he's he kind of a big cut up and everything. But I can tell you this, Bobby loved the Lord. And I mean to tell you, through all of that that I watched him go through, I watched God help him through it. It was some terrible suffering. I watched the old enemies trouble a lot of us, but how many of you know the wicked's going to cease? They're troubling. Would you come to this piano, brother? I'm not trying to just cut it off short. I just That's just the little message I had for you. That, that God's going to take care of all this one day. But old Bobby preached a message years ago, and I don't know if I've got it on tape anywhere, but he preached one of them messages that just kind of, the title of it just kind of said it all. He preached one time on why the battle? Because you're a soldier. The Bible says as a soldier, of Jesus Christ, sometimes we have to endure hardness. I know that the way of a transgressor is hard, but sometimes the battle gets a little rough. God never did promise us always a smooth sailing, but He did promise us a safe landing. Amen. Hallelujah. I went over and over in my mind, why, why did this happen? Why did I fall? Why did I get hurt? Why did I go going through all this? But you know, I heard a man say it this way one time. He said, you know, he said, sometimes God may put you in a place you don't want to be, but he's not got you there to punish you. He's got you there to let your light shine. You know what I've been trying to do, which I'm thankful for it, the place where I'm doing the therapy, the physical therapy, because it's under the workman's cop. You go in there, and y'all remember Brother Sister Peters in our church? Some of y'all remember them, Brother Sister Peters? Well, their, their son, I guess, invested in real estate or whatever, and he's got this building 
that he rents out and right now in this building is called Encore Rehab. And Ramey Peters owns that building. So you know what he's got in that building over all of them tables where we have to get up there and they stretch us and do all that therapy on us? He's got Bible scripture. And you know what that lets me do? I get to talking to them therapists about the Word of God every time I go. I get to share. Now, I'll be honest with you, it's getting kind of... I'd really rather not have to do that as far as... I mean, when you have to commit to three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, going to therapy. Two hours a day. And a couple of them therapists, I guarantee you... Them girls don't weigh 125 pounds and I get on that table and they make this 270 pound preacher holler because they grab that arm and they throw it up behind me. And boy, it hurts, I'm telling you. Stretching that muscle. And stretch. But you know what? It's helped me to be able to get my hands back up. Amen. But it's an opportunity that I have to witness. I sat down. I was on, on one of the exercise machines there. And another guy come in Sitting right there close. Found out, you know, I just get talking about the Lord. Found out he's a deacon in a little Baptist church not too far from us. And we got talking about folks. And the whole time we're sitting there going through that, you know what we're doing? We're talking about the Word of God. Talking about the Lord. This ain't a punishment God's punishing me with. It's just an opportunity that God's given me to to tell you I've adopted it I hope Bethel don't mind I've adopted it at Warrior but I tell my folks if you're not ashamed of the Lord lift your hands and praise Him come on hallelujah y'all have heard that before here at Bethel if you're not ashamed of the Lord why don't you lift your hands and praise Him I guarantee you, if you have this one strapped to your side for three weeks and can't move it, you'll be glad when you can get it back up. Come on, hallelujah. There's people with perfectly good arms and shoulders that never lift a hand and praise Him. Come on, amen. It's one thing if you can't do it physically. But I'll tell you something, I'm glad I can praise Him. Would you stand with me this morning? I jotted this down. I jotted this down. And this is what I wrote. The troubles will cease. The weary will be at rest. The oppressor will be silenced. And we will sit at Jesus' feet and be blessed. Come on. How many of you believe that day's coming? It may be cloudy right now, but there's coming an uncloudy day. The devil may be fighting you right now. But how many of you want to finish this thing up and say, I fought a good fight? Come on. I finished my course. I kept the faith. Come on. Hallelujah. That's what Brother Clyde Anderson did. So I want to open up. I know we've already prayed one time. But I feel like the Lord sent this here to tell you. Sent me here to tell you the trouble's going to end. I believe, and I really do believe this, that it's going to be a fight all the way to the end. I believe you're going to have to fight your way to heaven. 
But how many of you believe you're ready to fight? Come on. Let's come around this altar and pray this morning. I pray the Lord to bless you. Hallelujah.